What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Beer Battered Sports Podcast, the podcast created by sports fans for sports fans because we believe that we are the most qualified to talk about our favorite teams. I'm your co-host, Isaac. And I'm Kylie. And we are one man down today. Calvin had some personal family business to attend to. Don't worry, everything's okay on his end. He just will He's got to be a dad. He's got to be a dad. Uh, happy early Thanksgiving. Welcome to the Thanksgiving Eve episode. We got a little uh, turkey friend up there for you guys. <laughs> Uh, before we begin today's episode, just want to give a shout out to uh, who are we going to give a shout out to, Kylie? Mike. Yeah, Mike. You guys who are longtime viewers may notice that every so often we feature his comments. He's always watching our show. Well, Mike's the head of the Fired Up Sports Podcast Network and runs the Fired Up Sports Podcast. Kylie, you've worked with him before. You've made appearances on the show. Well, Mike is celebrating the birth of, uh, is this baby girl number? Number three. three. So congratulations to Mike. Congratulations to your family on the new edition. A wonderful early Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving surprise. So uh, we wish Mike and his family the best of luck. Uh, with that being said, we got a girl good episode dad. for you guys today. What's up, Kylie? I said girl dad. Oh, girl. oh there he is. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks so much. Hey. We got you. <laughs> we got you. We got an exciting episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking all about NFL Week 11, talking about a lot of the drama that's been going on. We're going to be talking about basketball. Kylie's going to make a very bad impression of an NFL celebrity <laughs> that I hope doesn't get us canceled. Um, we're going to be, and, but we're also going to have a very an entire segment of the show dedicated to the New Jersey Devils because wow. Um, yes, sir. We'll get there eventually, but I'm let's like start things off. <laughs> Mike immediately leaves. Uh, let's start things <laughs> off by talking about the NFL and uh, recapping what was a pretty wild week 11. Yeah, it was. Best, I, I, I'm trying to figure out where to start. I think the best way to start is on Thursday. It turns out that Ryan Tannehill actually can throw a football and the Titans proved they don't need to just run the ball up the throat as they ended Green Bay season. Green Bay's got seven losses. Yeah, they're done. They're, they're done. done. You're not you're not coming back from that. Yeah, I, I mean, with. With how good the NFC East is, there's going to be potentially two wild card teams from that division alone. Potentially, Maybe even three. yeah. So with Taylor Heineke looking good too, so we'll see with that. And you have the Vikings that are clearly going to win that division. Um. So there's there's no foreseeable way the Packers are in the playoffs. Looking at the standings right now, the teams that are pretty much we know are probably going to make the playoffs: Eagles, Vikings. Uh, based on how they've been playing recently, the 49ers. The NFC South, it's a bit more difficult because the Falcons proved last Sunday that they're still in the fight for it uh, with that big win over Chicago. Um, it was concerning how close it was, but, you know. By the way, shout out to Cordero Patterson. I think he's now the yeah. all-time leader in kickoff return touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, Not bad for a running back, apparently. <laughs> um, but look at, yeah, looking at the other teams, I mean, Dallas is probably going to get in. And based on the way that they manhandled Minnesota, I'd say, yeah, they're probably getting in. Yeah. The Giants, we'll talk about them later. And then you got Seattle, who they're now in a dogfight with the 49ers for first place. The only other teams that really are in the hunt that have a legit shot, I think, are Washington, who's proven over the last few weeks that, you know, okay, they th th this team can play. Um, Atlanta, who needs a couple miracles and just really – a lot of things to go well and go bad for Tampa Bay to get in. And then surprisingly Detroit, and we'll get into that in a second too. There's really not a lot of options for the Packers now. No, none. None. So, kind of makes me happy. I, it makes me happy too. I, ever so, you kind of get sick and tired of seeing them up there. 
And like, not even that. I just don't like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, I like the Packers. You know, my brother was a Packers fan growing up. I always liked it the fact that we have one of these small market teams that still represents the way the NFL was when it was founded. You know, tiny mm-hmm. teams and tiny towns in the Midwest. But when your quarterback is dating a woman who eats clay as a meal and says all this wacky stuff and has all these controversies, it's really See, I know hard. nothing about that. You didn't hear about this? No. Aaron Rodgers was dating Shailene Woodley. I think he still is. Uh, don't quote me on that. Aaron Rodgers and Sha- Shailene Woodley like is uh, is an act uh, an activist. Um, and I have all respect for the stuff she her her activities that she's that she's the the causes that she's supporting. Like she was against the building of that pipeline out in the Midwest that would have like torn to her Native American land, which is like yeah, like we don't we don't want to do that. Um, but like there was this story that came out in like tabloids about how she and Aaron Rodgers kind of were consuming clay or something. And again, this is tabloids, so I don't know if it's true or not, but I would right. But knowing how crazy Aaron Rodgers can be on the football field, I wouldn't put it past him is what I'm trying to say. I don't uh, know. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is undeniably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But I just, I can't stand him anymore. I get it. Not because of his success or lack thereof this season, but I just, just the way everything was handled, and I, I just not a fan of him. Yeah, I know. I, I I get it. I get it. Um, so looking at some other stuff that did happen this past week in the NFL, we didn't get a snowball. They ended up moving. Uh, Bills totally gonna play. They moved Bills Browns to Detroit, and like. <laughs> It could have played it, you know. Could have played it, you know. Like eight feet of snow, who cares? It's it's still it's still a snow game. It's glorious. It would have been nothing to nothing, but yeah, it would have been great. There's nothing wrong with that. I defy somebody watching right now to put in our comment section what's wrong with a snow game in which the final score is like three to nothing. I defy them. There's nothing wrong with that. Is it low scoring? Yes, but it's snow. It's fun. No one cares. Nobody cares. Um, so anyway, moving on, uh, one of the big stories coming out of this week is a certain situation happening surrounding the New York jets. I really want to talk about this because this ties into our guru of the week. So the jets lost to the Patriots in a game that could best be described as, um, what the hell you ever gone to a, a middle school dance? One. Yeah, me too. You remember how, looking back on it, how lame it was? Yeah. Yeah, this was the middle school dance of NFL games in that, <laughs> we, we, you know, we go in all bright-eyed, full of youthful enthusiasm, thinking, oh boy, this is going to be fun. I mean, you got two teams, AFC East, battling for supremacy in the division, you know, with winning records. And it ends in a final score of 10-3, to 3, where the only touchdown was off a of last-second punt return, which was cool, but, oh, just ew. Yeah, I'm a fan of last-second punt returns. You know, as an Eagles fan, it's, I'm a big fan of that. Of course you are. Yeah. Uh, and I know New York struggles to to prevent, you know, game-ending uh, returns. But you would have expected, like, a higher-scoring game. Really? Not 3-3 three to three with t- five seconds left to go. And a lot of that can be a lot of that blame and for that can go to Zach Wilson because 
Not to him, apparently. So what exactly did he say? Because you put out in our notes to Zach Wilson's response. I didn't see this, so fill me in. What exactly happened here? He was asked if he felt like he let the defense down. And, of course, he's going to go to the press and say no for his image. Right. But, or so he thought for his image. But your defense let up only three points. Three. Yeah. A single field goal. And you couldn't even get more than three inches per attempt in the second half. Three inches. It wasn't snowing. So that excuse is out the window. I don't think the weather was that bad. I think it was cold and windy, but that's like, at this point, you should be expected to that plane in the Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you 110% let the team down, and that's why I got benched. Yeah. It's been benched benched for the GOAT, Mike White. Mike White. I think that's a good move for the Jets. I think we're going to see the Jets have a lot of momentum this season. They have a winning yeah. record. They have a chance to break the now the longest playoff drought in NFL history, um, leading back to 2010. They currently are on the outside looking in, though. Yeah. There are two teams ahead of them that they really have to get past to get to the playoffs. That's Cincinnati and New England. Really, they only need to get past one of them. With how competitive the AFC East is, looking at the Jets' schedule. Let me pull this up, make sure I get this right. The Jets still have games against Buffalo and Miami coming up. They've already won their first two games against those two teams, but getting swept by the Patriots doesn't really help. Right, exactly. So for the Jets, they really have found themselves in a position where they can't make any mistakes going forward. It's going to be difficult. And mm-hmm. they got a tough schedule. I mean, yeah, they got some they got some garbage teams there like Chicago and Jacksonville, which are going to be easy wins. But look at all else they got. Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota. They're good. Well, sometimes. Um, Detroit, who, Detroit, who's starting to look better and better. And Seattle, who's in the midst of a dogfight for the NFC, uh, the NFC West. Mm-hmm. Jet, the Jets really ha- the, they are really in a position where this isn't exactly the, the best time for a quarterback change to happen. But it's necessary. Zach yeah. Wilson, Zach Wilson has been carried by this team, this defense, and their skill position players, and it's finally been exposed. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, I mean, how do you have your defense let up three points and you just don't even get a touchdown? There have been quarterbacks in the past who have had performances that bad, but those are just like one-offs. With Zach Wilson, it's consistent. Yeah, he has stats that are around the same, if not worse, than Sam Darnold at the same point in their careers. Yeah, the Jets really just went and got Sam Darnold, but he's into milfs. That's the only. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Come at, I know. Look, we all know, we all know that's the truth. We all know the story. We all know. So yeah, the Jets making that change at quarterback. They're not the only team. Uh, Washington's decided they're going to stick with Taylor Heineke, even with Carson Wentz healthy. Love it. Yeah. Great decision. I think Heineke's been playing awesome. I kind of wish Calvin was here because I think he'd give a better uh, response. But, man, the way Washington's playing, you know, do you think they can make the playoffs at this point? Um, They need a lot to go their way because, like, we've been talking about Seattle and um, San Francisco are right there. 
So they need one of those teams to just not have a better record, which I'm, I haven't seen Seattle's schedule recently. I didn't. I forget what it is, but I can pull it up in a sec. I can look at that. But with San Francisco having Jimmy G, I have all the faith in the world that San Francisco is just going to be really good. Washington does have to play San Francisco, um, but the rest of their schedule includes games against the Falcons and Cleveland, which should be. They should be wins, but those teams are kind of weird because you never know with them. Cleveland might not be a win. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland might not be a win because Deshaun Watson's coming back. Yeah, uh, and whatever your whatever the situation is, we don't know how he's going to actually play as a player. We don't know that his how he's going to play, so we don't know what Cleveland's going to be like with him. So it may not be an easy win. It may be an extremely easy win. It could be on beginner. It could be on veteran mode. We don't know yet. I don't know. I, I have, I've gotten that feeling all season watching the Browns. I don't know what yeah. the hell the Browns are doing. Like, the Browns have a bad record. They're 3-7. and seven. They have one of the worst records in the league. But which, they're not bad. But it doesn't feel like they're a bad team. It just feels right. like they, they, they just don't have that final piece. And as much as I hate the fact that they need the Predator to win, they need the Predator to win. <laughs> yeah, and I heard, I, I mean, you know, practice is – very different than the real thing. And he's been practicing for two weeks now, I think, either a week or two. And even before he was suspended, uh, however long he was suspended for, he was practicing before and he, uh, why did we both just yawn at the same time? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. That's contagious. Um, we swear we're not damn. bored recording this. It's just it's been, yeah. it's, been a, it's the holiday season. We're tired. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week. Yeah. Uh, but what were we saying? We're My talking mind, about, I just completely lost. We're talking about how the predator might turn around. Cleveland. Yeah. So I heard that he was like not having a good at all practice in the beginning, but practice doesn't always translate onto the onto the gridiron. It could be either way. So we literally have no idea. I so, mean, he's missed what a year and a half. Basically, yeah, a year and a half. So, and the little time he played in the preseason, he didn't look that good. I remember that's right. He did play in the preseason. He did, and it wasn't that good. Um, no. By the way, you mentioned you about Seattle's record. So Seattle and San Francisco, they're in this dogfight for the West. <laughs> yeah. Seattle, the rest of their schedule, they've got Las Vegas. That's most likely going to be a win. They've mm-hmm. got the Rams. That's a dub. By the way, Rams, 2021, 2022 Rams, worst defending champions in Super Bowl history. Yes. They, I, I can't think of another team who has been this bad. I, I saw somebody mention like the Broncos in 2016 after they won, but that mainly has to do with them losing a generational talent, at quarterback. Um, generational, the best quarterback of all time. Arguably. Uh, but yeah, the rest of their schedule. Raiders, Rams, Panthers, those are all pretty much wins. Circle yeah. December 15th, week 15, Thursday night football. They take on San Francisco in a huge game in that Seattle. Be the decider. That could be the decider. That will be the decider because we know Arizona's not winning the division. No. We know uh, we know that Los Angeles isn't winning the division. That game is going to decide the West. Um, what I find interesting, now that we're talking about the, the NFC West and the Rams being a terrible Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champion, I've noticed that I haven't seen many people calling them frauds. Last year, frauds. Well, they weren't because... That's what we, I'm saying, because they weren't. We we kind of knew this was going to happen. We knew the Rams weren't frauds. They were a team that went all in with one push. Everyone knew, all right, if they're putting all their effort to this one season, they're probably not going to, you know, they're not going to replicate it next year. 
And that being said, a lot of us still thought, you know, okay, maybe they can keep the momentum going. I will admit I was one of the people who thought, you know, okay, they'll be Super Bowl contenders. I didn't think it would be this bad, but I think a lot of I'm people shocked. in the NFL. I, I want to say I'm shocked, but not really, because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, they kind of really just said, you know, fuck it, one year is all we need. We just want to get a ring. And I hope that doesn't become a trend. Uh, I like it when teams like the Chiefs, who, by the way, best team in the NFL right now, um, in my opinion, at least. We'll get to your team in a second. Teams like the Chiefs like have that sustained success where they're good every year and you never have to doubt them. This Rams team literally was just a one and done. And it doesn't really surprise me that it I think injuries also play a part in it that they're crashing and burning so hard. Um mm-hmm. and it is yeah. it, it's sad to see, but at the same time, it's like I kind of expected it. But again, you're right. It is shocking to see that they crashed and burned this hard. Yeah. And I mean, so when you look at championship teams, a lot of the players just leave for other teams. Yeah. It, especially the front office. Like, there are so many changes. Because it's all of like like with the 2017 <laughs> Eagles. Jay Ajayi, gone. Garrett Blunt, gone. Foles, gone. Trey Burton, gone. Like, the only people that I can remember on the physical roster from that team which is still the good parts of today's team is the offensive and defensive line. And even that's not even remotely the same as 2017. So it's that's when, when teams win a championship, I, I it's, you're not supposed to win a lot of championships. Yeah. You want to, you want to be this dynasty, but it's not supposed to happen. It's really hard. It's really hard in modern day sports to get dynasties going. That's why when they happen, it's so special. I kind of like the idea of dynasties though. I like the idea of teams consistently fighting and this goal of, okay, that's the benchmark. That's who we have to be better than. With that being said though, it has to be a fair dynasty. Like teams like um, the Patriots dynasties, you know, because they were so tainted with so many scandals. I don't like those teams. I'm not fans of. I'm not opposed to being a different champion every year, but. I like seeing it there being like a flow to it. Like think about it like this. Um, if you look back at NFL history throughout each decade, which teams rose to the crop? Well, in the twenties, it was the Canton Bulldogs. They were the first team to really figure out, okay, we're professionals. They really pushed it. They won three straight championships. One of them was in Cleveland, but I mean, yeah, it's Ohio in the thirties. It was green Bay. They had, they were the first team to really go off with the passing offense, really elevate the game. Coach mm-hmm. Lambeau. Makes sense. 40s, it was the Bears, the Monsters of the Midway. Aggressive. They took advantage of the fact that other player teams had uh, had uh, drop-offs and talents because of World War II. They were great. In the 50s, it was the Browns. They revolutionized football in their old league. They came over. They kicked everyone's ass. 60s, the Packers. Lombardi changed the way coaching is. You know, uh, forged the, arguably the greatest dynasty in NFL history. The 70s, it was the Steelers. They took advantage of the dead ball era and just went, yeah, let's create the most powerful defense ever known. In the 80s, it was the 49ers, the West Coast offense, Joe Montana to Jerry Rice. In the 90s, it was the Cowboys. You know, And again, they weren't the only teams winning. Other teams would come around, but they were the consistent contenders. 90s, it was the Cowboys, You know, the big three. 2000s, it was the Patriots. 2010s, it was also the Patriots. The, 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 uh, the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. Every decade, in every decade of sports, there is one team that rises above the cream of the crop that everyone looks to when they talk about that decade and are like, okay, that's the team that was the benchmark. 
that's why so that's why when I look at the 2020s right now I'm saying okay Chiefs. we don't right now it is the Chiefs they got to win yeah. some titles but right now it's the Chiefs what I'm trying is- the the point I'm trying to make is this while I'm while I understand why some people might not like dynasties and like the parody and all I like having at least one team win at least three or four titles during that decade, just so we all know to look to that one in history and being like, okay, that's where we start. If we're talking about that, like if we're, if years from now we're telling our kids about what the NFL was like in the 2020s, it's like, well, first you got to know about this man we simply refer to as Himothy. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, so here's the thing though, like with that. So last year it was, it was, um, it was Bill's Bengals for the AFC championship. Bengals Chiefs, but yeah, was it, it was it was Bengals Chiefs, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the Chiefs have literally been to every championship game since Mahomes' second year, if yeah. I remember correctly. They're unstoppable. Like we all look to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense for a contending team, like you yeah. said, and. While that is nice, it's also nice to see that the Chiefs haven't won another Super Bowl yet. As much as I love Mahomes, I obviously love Andy Reid. I like the Chiefs. It's nice to see different teams win because I I, I can I'll I'll accept like a thirty percent decade success I championships. Get I get that. Like you can take three championships out of ten. But seeing what the Patriots did, I nobody liked that. Well, they took three championships out of ten each. I think the difference there was that the Patriots, we knew they were cheating, and it was also the fact that, you know, they were contenders every year. The Chiefs have had years where they've been contenders, but there was always that kind of uh, there was that kind of feeling There's in the air of like Yeah, it's like it's like, you know, like, oh, I mean they're contenders, but like I don't think they're really gonna with the Patriots. I don't think they're just, fly by contenders. Yeah, with the Patriots, it was just like, oh, brother, here we go again. Like, who's playing so, the Patriots in the Super Bowl this year? Which, for a while, it was that way. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs aren't – I think it also helps that the Chiefs are more likable. I think we had a li- we, we got a little close to them becoming unlikable last year with Brittany Mahomes, Brittany and Jackson Mahomes. But um, I think I, I think Patrick has told them to stay away from Arrowhead this year. So. I, I think so, too. I actually think they, they've – he's told them to relax. Um, so before we move on quickly to uh, our predictions for next week and taking a look at our game picks, Kylie, you want to talk about the Eagles Colts game real quick? That was insane. So we, Ooh, we actually we were one. working together when that happened. When yeah, that was going on. We were we were scheduled for the same shift at the at the restaurant that we work at, and um, oh boy, that was a. Uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know this, Kylie is one of those fans who, if the team is losing, she makes it everyone's problem, and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no. like, don't, don't hurt me, Kylie. That's not a bad thing necessarily it's a little annoying but at the same time i get it i don't make it everyone's problem i it was just in the moment i get irritated and then i had to take a phone call and i'm like okay that and then i get back and then i get mad again at the game fair enough that's, okay. that's what everybody does um yeah. it was a good game though it was definitely a good game it was a good comeback Jeff Saturday should probably get more respect than he's given. I've seen a lot of people that were like, we can't lose to Jeff Saturday. There's nothing wrong with losing to Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday is the perfect guy to fix what their biggest issue is, their the offensive line. line. Yeah, Eric. He uh, is their ring. Eric even said it. Like, Eric he was, was their right. ring of honor 
Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know. I don't um, let me check real quick. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I think he does. He deserves to be in there. I don't. I, I love Jeff Saturday. I love watching him on ESPN or whatever. Is he on for whatever he comes on? I watch. He's him. not. But looking at his looking at his uh, his career accolades, it's hard to say if he he would be one. Well, I don't. May, yeah. I mean, Super Bowl champ. Two-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler, offensive lineman of the year in two thousand and seven. Yeah, you know, you can make a case for that. Not for his ballot, I don't, I don't think, but you could probably make a case for him being a Hall of Famer with two first-team All-Pro and two second-team All-Pro, six, six Pro, Pro Bowls too. with a ring. I, it's possible, but either way, he is in the College Ring of Honor, and so he gets Indy. He is part of Indy, like. He's not some random dude they picked off the street. He is the exact guy you want fixing your biggest issue because he played that position. Yeah. On a championship team behind under center of one of the best to ever do it. So it's not, it doesn't, it's not as bad as a lot of people are hyping it up to be. And maybe it's just because I'm used to weird ass hirings and, and stuff like that, but it makes a lot more sense than people are bringing it out to be. Yeah, and I think I think I, it's one person who is making it out way more than it is is uh, Nick Sirianni. You saw him after the after Hertz scored on that touchdown. You know, he goes up to the sideline and he yells at the Colts fans. That one was for Frank Reich, Frank and I'm Reich. thinking it's like, well there, buddy, <laughs> well there. Now, now here's here's Sirianni. He. He is perfect. He, his personality fits us so damn well. He backs every Philly sports team. He is he is great as a person. Um, as a coach, there are a couple of questionable things, of course. I, it, I don't think he's like the best to ever do it. But He's not made as many dumb decisions as Brendan Staley or some of the other analytics-focused coaches have been making. Right. And so, and he's, it's his second year. So pretty damn good for a second and year too. Exactly. Saw- Notice how well this team's doing now. Consistency. Like so. I mean, Sirianni worked in Indy. He was their offensive coordinator. He yeah. loved Frank Reich. We all love Frank Reich. I love Frank Reich. Yeah, so everybody loves Frank Reich. So University of Maryland legend, Frank Reich. <laughs> Super Bowl champion, Frank Reich. So it's he he was just he was just like this. This is for Frank. We won for Frank. Like, I respect it. <laughs> it's not something that Twitter's making it up to be like, like, oh, we just beat this team. We're the best ever. No, that's not what he's doing. He loves his team. It, it's like uh, like Derek Carr crying when his, the Raiders were losing. He just cares. It's nothing more than that. He just cares. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Nothing so, wrong with caring about your team. You put your all into it. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole I, that that I like that mentality. That mentality is uh that mentality I think is better than the whole analytical approach anyway. Exactly. Uh, the energy it brings. Yeah. So let's move on to our game picks. Before we do, here's a quick look at the playoff picture. Uh, 11 weeks down. So in the AFC, the Chiefs would have the first round bye and the wild card games would be Cincinnati at Miami. New England at Tennessee and Buffalo at Baltimore, which are all really good matchups. Jeez. Um, <laughs> in, the hunt, 
still in the hunt. The Jets are still in the hunt, but things are going to get difficult because of the Mike White situation. The Chargers are somehow still in the hunt, and the Colts, I mean, kind of, the, the Colts are there. Um, Jack- <laughs> They're there. They exist. Jacksonville, Las Vegas, Cleveland, Denver, and Pittsburgh. Their seasons are basically over at this point, especially Denver's. Jesus. Uh, Houston, we don't talk about Houston. No one's yeah, been eliminated Houston. yet, but elimination should start this week, especially with the Texans. Yeah. In the NFC, fly Eagles fly. You have the first round bye. Wildcard no games would be Seattle at Minnesota, New York at San Weird. Francisco, and Dallas at Tampa Bay. Washington is still in the hunt. Atlanta and Detroit are still in the hunt. Detroit's look good. They've knocked off three straight. They're turning. I around. like these playoff matchups. I I do too. I like it's a good mix of you know matchups we haven't yeah. seen before and classic NFC showdowns. NFC playoffs are always fun because because these teams have been around longer than the AFC teams because the NFL AFL uh, merger. Yeah. Uh, there's so much more history to these matchups. So you mm-hmm. get a matchup like New York versus San Francisco. You know how many times those two teams have played in the playoffs? I don't. It's I, I got to look it up, but they, they've met. So, back in the 80s, they met every year, basically. Oh, um, wow. As for the other teams, Green Bay, Arizona, New Orleans, and the Rams. Yeah, your seasons are pretty much over. Carolina and Chicago should be the first to be eliminated. Um, I will give Carolina credit. They aren't the worst team in the league anymore. They weren't the, they aren't the worst <laughs> team in the NFC anymore. The Bears are, which is unfortunate, but that's how it happens. So, Bears. game picks. So, last week, how did we do? Well, we had four people picking last week. Eric was our guest picker for the Colts-Eagles uh, game. He went 0-1. and one. Um, Sorry, Eric. Uh, as for everyone else, Kylie, 8-6. and six. You had a rough week. I'll take it. I was eleven and three. Calvin, he's not here, but if you're listening in, Calvin, twelve and two. Whoa, Calvin, that's crazy. Calvin wins the week, so that's his third win. This, that's his third win. He keeps him in third place behind me and you. You continue to lead with five overall weeks with the best uh, record. Overall, I'm leading the way, ninety-eight wins, sixty-six losses. Calvin has moved into second place, ninety-three wins, seventy-one losses. Kylie, you're now in third place, ninety-two. In 72. And Eric Makes is in, sense. but you're not last because Eric is last with a record. <laughs> one. All right. Week 12, we've got Thanksgiving football games. Speaking Let's of Thanksgiving, do- we do have a Thanksgiving trivia at the end. We do have Thanksgiving trivia. I think I accidentally saw the answers though, but I forgot. God. Them. Isaac. I forgot them though. I only remember one. Don't worry. You remember them all, don't you? I don't actually. I only remember one. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. All right, let me just pull up Calvin's picks. Calvin did send us his picks in. I forgot to delete that text, it looks like. Yes, I remember the sushi I had for lunch. It was delicious. JNY Sushi Market in Eldersburg, Maryland. Shouting you guys out. Delicious. All right. So, kicking off Thanksgiving, we've got Buffalo versus Detroit. Buffalo staying in Detroit for an extra week. They face off against a Red Hot Lions team. Calvin's picked Buffalo. I, I'm going to have to go with him. Kylie, yeah, give me it. Buffalo. Give okay. me Buffalo. I, I, was I, would, like, I could see the Lions edging one out. I'm going to root for the Lions to win just because I really want Detroit to prove me right and go on a run and make the playoffs. Right. And I think they have the pieces to do it. Jamal Williams is leading the NFL in touchdowns. With that being said, though, you have Buffalo. They're, they're the better team. Giants-Cowboys, huge game in the NFC East between two playoff-caliber teams. Calvin's taking Dallas. I'm going to go ahead and take the Giants to win this one. 
think that last week was just a, a, a bloop on the radar. I think the Giants, this is a, a, a huge game for them. I'm going Dallas as well. Dak owns the hell out of the Giants. Just, Speaking of I, that, I was watching ESPN this morning, and they the they asked a question. They're like, "Who has the most wins against the Giants?" And I was like, "I'm going to say Roger Staubach," and it's Roger Staubach. Nice. I was I like, just, look at me. I just think that I, I just think that Dallas hasn't been as good as expected. Oh, no. On Thanksgiving no. in recent years, especially after last year, whatever the hell that was. Um, oh, that's right. That was remember weird. that that game with so many penalties. That was the best game of last season, and it was still filled with penalties. But it was so fun. Um, Thanksgiving night, Thursday night football, Patriots Vikings, big game between two teams, both fighting for playoff spots. All the Thanksgiving games this year, by the way, are really interesting. I like it a lot. Calvin's go with New England. I'm going to take Minnesota to win this one. I think they rebound from whatever the hell happened last week. Kylie, who you got? Uh, I'm also picking Minnesota. All right. Moving on to Sunday. Buccaneers taking on the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson, excuse me, the Predator still isn't back yet. This should be the last game before he comes back, right? Yes, he plays the Texans next week. Gotcha. I'm going to take Tampa to win this one. Calvin's also taking Tampa. Who you got, Kylie? Tampa. Tampa, clean sweep to Tampa. Bengals, Titans. Which rematch. means the Browns are going to win. Probably. <laughs> Next up, we got the Bengals and the uh, Titans, a rematch of the AFC divisional game from last year. Calvin's got Cincinnati. I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think Joe Burr. Joe Burr. A, Joe Burr showed a lot. As much as I love Burrow. Pressed me last week. Uh, Texans, Dolphins. I mean... Calvin picked Miami. I think we all want Miami for this one, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no way. Bears-Jets with the recent news that Mike White is starting this game. Calvin's picking Chicago. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to go Chicago with this one. I think uh, I like Mike White, but I don't think he's the answer for the Jets. Uh, Falcons and the Commanders. Two teams that are fighting to get into that last playoff spot for the NFC. Calvin's going with Washington. I agree. Washington's hot right now. Give me the Yeah, commanders. Washington's riding that Heineke wave. Give me Washington. Some Heinekens or Heineke. Denver, <laughs> Carolina. Remember when these two teams played in a Super Bowl? Yeah, that yeah. was a very weird Super Bowl. Calvin's going with Denver for this one. I, I just can't see the Broncos scoring more than 20 points, so I'm going to take Carolina. I'm taking Carolina too, actually. Ravens and Jaguars. Ravens coming off a concerning performance against the Panthers, taking on a Jacksonville team, coming off a bye. Who you got? Ravens. Yeah. I'm taking Baltimore, too. I think uh, I think you guys know who Calvin's answer is. Yeah, he's going to go with Big Moore. Moving on to the late games. Chargers-Cardinals. This could have been a really interesting matchup, but now it's kind of just like, ugh. Uh, Calvin's Chargers. taking the Chargers. I think I'm going to take the Chargers, too. Colt McCoy, I think, is still starting for the Cardinals, and the way they got slapped around in Mexico, I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. By the way, speaking of Mexico, just want to interchange because I know my buddy Yoni is going to kill me if I don't bring this up on the show today. If you're not watching the World Cup, here's how you have to watch the World Cup: watch Peacock's Peacock's live streams of the Telemundo broadcasts. The oh, Telemundo yeah. broadcasters are the best people I've ever watched at calling soccer games. Yeah. I was watching the Mexico uh, Poland game yesterday. It ended in a zero zero tie. Boring game. 
but not boring if you watch Telemundo because they lost their minds. This morning during the Spain-Costa Rica game, oh, you have two Spanish-speaking nations go up against each other. Telemundo puts their best guy on it. That's crazy. You know, uh, what was it? Germany and Japan playing earlier today. Germany scores. The guy screams goal for a solid minute and a half. Yeah, dude. The the Spanish broadcasts of soccer games are freaking amazing. And this World Cup's a lot of fun so far. Uh, by the way, uh, we are smoking on that human rights violators pack. Qatar going down in the first round and not making it out of the group stage. Would <sighs> yes, we're probably never going to be allowed into the country because I said that. It does not matter. <laughs> they are the <laughs> first. They are the first host nation to lose the opening match. And nobody shed a tear for them. It's what they deserve for killing so many migrant workers. It's crazy. It's crazy all that corruption happens and we still watch anyway because, you know, it's sports. But at least this time we all seem to be aware that it's like at the end of the day, like, you know, this shouldn't be happening. It's fun to watch, but it shouldn't be happening. So (laughs) thank God they're putting it in an actual, like, proper place that isn't, you know, that isn't throwing gay people in furnaces next time. It's going to be in three different countries next time. Yeah, us, Canada, and Mexico. It's going to be awesome. I it's gonna be in Philly and Baltimore. Like, I can't both? wait. Yeah, it's gonna be at the Link and MNT Bank. I'm not trying to get to. Wait, no. Well, oh, I'm going. I don't give a shit how much it costs. I'm going. I don't care. Hey, if, in four years, I'm probably gonna be working an actual job that pays salary. So I probably <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with yeah, luck, let's do it. We're manifesting that shit. Anyway, right. moving back on to predictions: Raiders, Seahawks, big game for Seattle. Las Vegas trying to salvage a bad season. Who you got? Give me Seahawks. Alvin's actually going with the Raiders. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win this one. I think that Seattle has a lot of momentum going. I think that Geno has his ability to case for an MVP caliber season. He's not going to get it, though, because the MVP is going to end up being Patrick Mahomes at this rate. That's going to be Hurts. We'll we'll see. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, Rams, Chiefs. These two always have fun when they play each other, but uh, yeah, everybody's picking the Chiefs, it looks like. Sorry, Rams. Um, Saints 49ers. Calvin's taking San Francisco. I'm taking San Francisco. Oh, yeah. You already know my pick. San oh, yeah. I hope San Francisco minds the I'm gold riding with right Jimmy G all the way, bro. That dude. I hope that handsome Italian stallion minds the gold straight out of <laughs> New Orleans' uniforms. <laughs> Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers taking on. Go, Birds. You Calvin. already know who I'm picking. I'm going to take Philly, too. Calvin, Calvin's picking Green Bay. Last time we played Green Bay, the Eagles actually won. I remember that game. They weren't expected so, to win, and they upset Green Bay and Lambeau. Not a lot that of was teams such can, a fun freaking game to watch, dude. Not a lot of teams can do that outside of this year. Nope. Finally, Monday Night Football. We have a full slate of games this week. No one's on by. Monday night, it's a tank bowl. Steelers, Colts, who you got? Highest scoring game, give me Indy. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. What's Calvin say? Calvin says Pittsburgh, too. I hate you both. Yeah, well, whatever. We don't, <laughs> we don't care about you. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, move on to, um, let's move on to hockey real quick. Let's do it. Yeah, we're a quarter of the way through the season already. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel great. Well, not a lot has been happening. Um, no? Necessarily. I mean, Patrice Bergeron reached his a thousandth point scored, which was awesome. And Evgeny awesome. Mal- Evgeny Malkin has played a thousand games now. Um, Connor McDavid's going stupid. Yeah. Other than that, it's just business as usual. Why? Uh, yeah. Any, anything happened? You want to talk about? Uh, the Devil is good. Uh, make history tonight and get their fourteenth straight win. 
Yeah, the New Jersey Devils are going off. And Kylie, you've been holding in a lot of emotions uh, as a result of some interesting happenings on the Twitter app. So I'm going to let you go ahead and vent as much as you want about the Devils. No, I'm good. Okay, good. We're just checking. We're just checking. We're just checking. You sure you don't want to say anything about... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, you just... Okay, yeah, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything. All right, we're gonna keep it right there. The Devils do be looking good out there, though. I'm uh, Devils fans. Uh, you know, it's it's really good. Are you sure you don't want to? Yeah. Okay, just checking. I don't even know what you're talking about. Good, you passed the test successfully. The fans are gonna be so confused what we're talking about. <laughs> Okay. Don't worry about it, everyone. I, that's that's me. That's me making an in joke in the middle of a show. That I, I, I need. It's an to, inside joke. It's an inside joke. Let's just say uh, it's been a fun week on social media for us. Let's take a look at the um, at the uh, standings and the stat leaders in hockey. Uh, if I can pull it up. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that song was. So. Out in the Atlantic, Boston continues to kill it. Best team in the league, 17-2-0 record, 34 points. They're just wrecking it. Toronto's holding on to second place, but not they're 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 yeah, it's it's pretty much settled who's gonna win that division. Tampa Bay's in third place. Go Bolts, fourth place in the wild card spot, currently being held by Detroit, um, but only by two points over Florida. What the hell happened to the Panthers, man? Montreal, Buffalo, and Ottawa are all kind of just hanging out in the basement right now. And two of those teams are rebuilding. One of those teams is a disappointment. <coughs> Senators. Yeah. In the Metropolitan Division, with an eight-point lead over second-place Carolina, it's the Devils. Yes, sir. They have won f- 13 straight games with a goal differential of 20, plus 29, 16-3-0. The only team better than them right now are the Boston Bruins. Yeah. So, Talk about. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Bruins being uh, still better because they're just that good. But I, I'm I'm enjoying the Devils this season. I like it a lot. I like that. I I, I like that they're uh, they come out of nowhere and are spanking the other metropolitan teams. Carolina is tied. The second place is a three way tie between Carolina and the two New York teams. You have your work cut. You Kylie. Oh, excuse me. You have your work cut out for you. Do not. Mess this up. I want to see chaos. Oh, dude, you already know I love chaos. Yeah. Excellent. As for the uh, other teams, Pittsburgh is just on the outside looking in, but age has really shown up for them. Philly, let's talk about the Flyers. What's going on? What's going on, Flyers? You guys want to talk about it? Yes. They have lost seven straight now, and it looks as if uh, all of the hype surrounding the Flyers in the offseason was a little bit too... Uh... There was no hype surrounding them in the offseason. There was a little bit of hype. There was a little... Look, they got Josh Yeah, Porter to get right. Connor Bedard, who they're not even going to get anymore. Oh, there it is. There it is. I've been trying to draw out that version of Kylie. God, we got a little bit of it. That's what I wanted. Uh, Washington, meanwhile, has uh, ex- is experiencing something they haven't experienced in a long time, which is being bad. And, Thanks uh, for visiting. And in Columbus. Thanks for taking a drill. <laughs> yeah. Out in, the West, it all. out in the West, the Central Division continues to be the division of mid. Um, really putting the mid in Midwest. <laughs> uh, Dallas leads by two points over Colorado. Chili. <laughs> Neither team has been able to hit 30 points yet. 
Uh, Winnipeg Jesus. with 23 points is in uh, third place, and the wild card spots currently be held on to by St. Louis. But based on my calculations, I don't know if they'd get in. I don't know, by the way, how St. Louis is even here. They've won seven straight. Last time we checked in, they were the worst team in the league, and now they've won seven straight and are in the wild card spot. Such is the essence of the NHL. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Nashville's tied with St. Louis for that wild card spot. Then you have Minnesota or Minnesota, uh, the Chicago Midhawks, and uh, <laughs> the Arizona Coyomids. That one didn't Coyomids. really work. But I, I tried to make it work. Uh, I'll say this Arizona isn't as bad as I thought they would be, but they're still bad, but at least they're not laughably bad. Um, like yeah. a certain team out west, we're going to get to in a second. In the Pacific, Where are Vegas. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the Blue Jackets aren't the worst team in hockey. There's a team that's worse than them, there's a couple teams that are worse than them. Not if you look at the Brad Pack uh, standings. Well, that's different. <laughs> shout out Brad Pack, by the way. He got shut out by the guys who do the broadcast with the Devils. That's awesome. NHL Network, too. NHL Network. That's awesome. A Canadian um, hockey thing that I think covers was covering the um, the Oilers. And then when Brad had his goal, they did the just for Brad as the best player in the NHL thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Looking at the Pacific Division right now, Vegas is currently leading the way with 31 points. They're the best team in the West easily. Los Angeles sits in second with 24. Then you got Seattle still holding on with 23. Calgary and Edmonton are battling for the wild card spot as they normally do. Then you have San Jose, who's bad, Vancouver, who's worse, and Anaheim, who is a dumpster fire at 513 and 1. One of the mighty ducks of Anaheim. They were originally. I still find yeah. it crazy. Here's Let's your go back to that. Here's your stat leaders. Connor McDavid leads the way with 35 points over Leon, Leon Dreisaitl with 31. McDavid leads the way with 16 goals. Uh, best plus minus is, um, I always have to look up his name, Hampus Lindholm of Boston with a plus minus of 20. In terms of goaltending, uh, Linus Ulmark leads the way with goals against average with 1.96 and also leads the way in wins with 13. But we have a new leader in save percentage. It's Connor Hellebuck of Winnipeg with 0.935. He's actually tied with Ulmark now that I'm looking at this. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it now. Get the Vezina Trophy to Ulmark. He's going off. No, give it to Vanacek. You know, where is Vita Vanacek line up in any of the – he's not in any of the – actually, no. Vita Vanacek is third in goals against average. Yes. Yeah. Doing pretty good. That's going to do it for hockey. Uh, I'm enjoying the season so far, and I'm really enjoying the salt coming from Philadelphia. I picked a really good year to start looking at hockey. More, yeah. Looking, yeah. There you. Go. I, uh, I, I've, I've picked a great year to mine salt from Philadelphia. No offense, Philly sports fans. It's just you wouldn't get it. We're mining salt. The delicious tears of unfathomable sadness. I'll stop. I'm gonna stop. You're so weird. I, you don't remember that. You don't remember that episode of South Park. Where, where Cartman makes the kid eat his parents and then he starts crying and Cartman goes up and starts licking his face. He's like, mm, yes, the tears of unfathomable sadness. No, I have not seen that episode. Oh, it's like the best one. I've watched a lot of the South Park episodes. I do not remember that one. It's like for the early seasons. Cartman. Makes, my favorite is the KFC one. Oh my God. Somebody who's watching, please tell Kylie there's an episode where Cartman makes some kid eat his parents. It's the funniest episode. Scott Malcolm? No, not no. That's the diabetes. like, especially the early ones. I've seen like damn near all of them. The early ones are great because you know Cartman does a voice that I can do. Yeah, I kill you. No, that's that's what I'm feeling watching the Flyers. Just uh, tears of unfathomable sadness, and also care, and also uh, 
Ben remembers this episode. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Thank you, Yoni. Uh, yeah. Speaking the, of the, Ben, look, the tears coming from Philadelphia and that dreaded witch witchcraft master Tortorella. The tears of sadness flowing from Columbus. Mm, they're delicious, and from Florida. All I of love Tampa's, the Columbus. Columbus is great. I, all it, it of Tampa's rivals so are falling apart, and I love it. Philly but, counts uh, as a rival because they have the coach who killed their best season. But speaking of Ben, let's go over to the NBA. Do it. So. Do it. (laughs) You want me to? Do it, please. (laughs) Netza, what happened? Uh, How do you lose to our bench? I'm going to get my ass kicked for that one. Oh, we're probably going to get canceled. Shout out to James Droz. Every time time my favorite team loses, I fear to open TikTok because I'm afraid I'm going to see James Droz. It's the he's coming meme. Dude, all I see is the he's coming meme whenever my team loses. (laughs) Like, thank God the Eagles only have one loss because I could not handle another one right now. I, I just love that. Like, I just love that, you know, the reaction to him is positive because a lot it's of people, so in his, great. a lot of people in his situation would get bullied merc- mercilessly for that, which is fucked up. But everyone yeah. just loves it. It's like, oh, this guy, every time he yeah, doesn't like loses, he just goes. And the yeah, best part of about it is that he's doing what, um, he's doing what we hoopin does, but does it better. Yeah. Cause it's not cringy. We yeah, hoopin well, is. <laughs> I, I love like. Did you see the video with the Ravens? The, the 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 Ravens the Ravens lose to the Giants, right? The Giants beat the Ravens. Is that what it was? Was it the Giants Ravens game? I think so. The Giants beat the Ravens, and we hoop it is just like you know Juice World's playing in the background, and we hoop it is just on the floor like ha- pretending to have a Caesar, just going ah. It's the funniest thing. It's like, dude. I showed I showed this to my roommate who doesn't know who We Hoopin is at all. Thirty five million dollars for discount discount Draymond. What? I showed this to my roommate who's never seen a We Hoopin video, and she's just like, "What? I didn't know Ravens fans could get like that." And it's like, he's "Oh yeah, yeah, fan. he's a Ravens fan." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's. But no, it's really cool to see that they're all like that. They even brought him into the locker room for uh, what was it, USC or something? Oklahoma, USC Oklahoma game? State. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And it was an S. And somewhere. all I can say about that is like, Oklahoma State, what, what happened? happened? Uh, Man, yeah. I, I, I get scared when the Bucks lose. I get so scared yeah. when the Bucks lose because I'm like, I can't open Twitter. I know what I'm going to see. I know what I'm going to see. I know I'm going to see that grainy picture of his TV. <laughs> I know his camera's going to start turning around. That's going to be the, <laughs> the, the the theme song from the movie Annihilation. That do, 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 do. It's like, exactly. no, no. Go you away. fear. You fear him. I love it. So that, it. It's, it's really funny. Because you always it. see on Twitter the picture of him and it says he's coming. <laughs> Dread it. Run from it. Dre- James Rose is coming for yeah. you. I was like, I was watching the game and I was like, I'm not going to make any jokes on Twitter yet. Like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because there's an actual chance we could win this game. So I want to keep my mouth shut and I'm just going to enjoy the game. Uh, And then Ben Simmons missed two free throws in the second half and got every Philly fan Chick-fil-A nuggets. And I just couldn't help myself. That was so funny. I loved it. Because what Philadelphia does, if y'all don't know, what the Sixers do is before this season, 
if the away team missed two free throws in the second half in a row, you get a frosty. And it adds up to uh, more the more they miss. Right. So uh, back when the Sixers were playing the Bucks, Giannis got them a lot of ch- got, got us a lot of chicken nuggets because now it's chicken nuggets. They partner with Chick Fil A, so now it's nuggets. And <laughs> so all I see, I wasn't even. I had just gotten home from work, so I hadn't even turned the game on yet. Uh, but I was like, I see we're winning. I'm not going to say a damn thing. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Like, keeping it shut, we're, no. Because um, I could actually see us winning this game. And so, as soon as I saw the Sixers tweet out chicken nuggets, I was like, I have to find out who it was. And then all I see are comments saying LMAO. I knew who it was. It was Ben Simmons. Too funny. <sighs> How do you lose to our bench, though? How do you lose to the Sixers bench? Uh, um, you just be the Nets, uh, like apparently, Yoni, like Yoni commented there. You get thirty-five million dollars for discount, discount Draymond. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I think it's funny. I, I love watching it. I love the fact that the Kings are the best team in the West right now, which makes no sense. Wait, what? Did you not see this? The Kings? Did you not see what the Kings are doing? No. The Los An- so the Sacramento Kings are currently yeah, different league. ten and six, third place in the West. Huh? They're only behind Phoenix and Utah, which still Utah being competitive still shocks me. Holy yeah. shit! Look at the Kings, man. So inspirational. I love it. Uh, they're finally getting out of their funk. They have the longest, I think, playoff win drought of any American win drought, playoff drought. Uh, playoff drought. <laughs> they have the longest playoff drought of any American sport. Um, they- no, not a single player in this league has played the Kings in the playoffs. That's crazy. Not even I've LeBron. Kings, that, you know how old LeBron is? I don't even think he's the oldest player in the league. I forget is, his name. He's on the Heat. I forget his name. Udonis like, Haslam. Yes. I don't know why I was blanking on his name right there. I'm I don't know why Udonis Haslam is still playing. I don't either. But I think he is older than LeBron. And he hasn't played the Kings in the playoffs. He's seen the Kings in the playoffs. He just hasn't. He he has he has to have. But yeah, best team in California, better than the Lakers, better than the Clippers, better than the Warriors. Whatever the hell's going on there? Yeah, what the like? What is going on with the Warriors? I don't know. I expect the Lakers to be bad, but the Warriors, geez. Yeah, the Lakers were very. Honestly, God, the Lakers were really expected. I mean, I had no expectations for them whatsoever, and they're still below the expectations. Anthony Davis is having a good few games, though. He's averaged like over thirty in each game, if I remember correctly. Not bad. Not bad so at all. He's he might finally be turning it around, which is good to see. So there's that. But I I, I don't even know. Um, there are some pretty crazy scores to come out this week. Uh, the Celtics beat the Hawks 126 to 101. Nice. The Mavs beat the Nuggets 127 to 99. Dude, I love blowout games. The Ooh. Cavs beat the Heat 113 to 87. I don't know how you feel about that one. The Cavs beat the Heat. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Heat right now, 
And the Cavs are good, yeah. so it's. But a blowout though. Uh, the heat, the heat, the heat, and the cat, the heat. I don't heat, care. Heat. Uh, what happened? Um, <laughs> the Lakers beat the Spurs, one twenty three to ninety two. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and the Pelicans beat the killed the Warriors, one twenty eight to eighty three. Again, the fuck's happening to the Warriors, man? Dude, nobody knows. I have no idea what's going on with them. I like, don't either. I have. I have no words. I'm also yawning a lot. I don't know what's wrong with me. AD's being aggressive and stop talking, taking so many outside shots. Yeah, I, he has. He hasn't taken many threes at all. So it's nice to see him going back to being a traditional center because we need more traditional centers. Bring big men back. Make big men powerful again. That's that's my issue with with Embiid. As much as I love him, he's one of my favorites. Like he he's seven two. 280 pounds. He could destroy people. But he doesn't. And I think he should. Um, quick look at the standings so far. Uh, if the playoff, if the season were to end 17 games into it. Um, so if there was a full NFL season of basketball. Here's the standings. We have Boston at 1. Milwaukee at 2. Expected. Col- yeah. Cleveland at three, hmm. Indiana at four. What? Speaking of Milwaukee, we'll get to. I'll get to something that happened with them in a second. So Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Indiana, Washington at five, and Atlanta at six. Fuck Trey Young. The Sixers would play the Raptors. <laughs> I know you. I know you want that. I fucking want that so bad. Give me Toronto again. No, just kidding. I can't. I don't want to play Toronto again. It's so toxic. I get so pissed. So it would be Phillies. It would be the Sixers and the Raptors. The winner of that game plays the uh, plays the Bucks and gets the seventh seed. The Knicks would play the Nets, and the winner <laughs> of I know right, and the winner of that game plays the loser of the Sixers and the Raptors. And then the winner of that game plays the Celtics. So that's that's the that's for the East. For the West, you have Phoenix at one. Again, expected. I mean, uh, Portland has definitely fallen off though. Um, then Utah at second, Sacramento at third. Somehow, the Clippers at four. The Pelicans at five, and the Blazers at six. The Nuggets would play the Mavericks for the seventh seed. The winner of that game would play the Jazz. The Grizzlies would play the Timberwolves. The winner of that game would play the loser of Denver and Mavericks, of the the Nuggets and the Mavericks. And the winner of that game plays Phoenix. All right. Did a dog just walk in? I hear Click clacking. Yeah, my dog's over there. <laughs> I didn't expect my mic to to get that, and that's funny. It's adorable. <laughs> my personal hot take: Everybody outside top three and that's in East should consider tanking. See, but Adam Silver is trying to prevent tanking. So, can you really tank? Uh, I don't think. I don't think. Because so everybody's, trying to get Web and, everybody's trying to get Web and Yaba. 
So I I I have some reservations about him. Man, I keep yawning like crazy. I went to bed early last night. I don't know why I'm yawning I so did much. Too. I have some reservations about Victor Wembanyama. He's way too skinny to play in the NBA. Man. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I'm concerned that he goes up for his first shot and he's going to get smacked down by one of those big guys. He's going to break one of those little spindly legs. He's a great talent, but like he just, he gives me a minute bowl vibes, bro. You can trade everybody who's relevant. See, the Sixers did that, and look where it got them. Same spot. I, I just, and I, I think know. it's going to be very clear tanking. So I think they're going to be. Try to be less suspicious of tanking because everybody wants Wembenyama right now. I just don't know about Wembenyama. That's my thing. I just, I just yeah, don't I don't know. know. I mean, KD has real thin legs, so yeah, but yeah, but KD's bulked up since he was a rookie. That's a thing. This it's is true. Big, he could bulk difference. up too. I hope he does. Yeah, me too. Um, one final thing though with Giannis and what's up with Giannis? Did you see the ladder push? Uh no, I did not. What happened? So he was when the when the Bucks played the Sixers and the Sixers won, he m- missed a lot of free throws and got us a lot of chicken nuggets. Um, he won. He was so pissed about it because he's Giannis and he's a competitor. So <clears throat> after the game, he wanted to take some free throws. His routine is to make ten in a row. He was at seven, I believe. And he made his eighth, and Montrez Harrell took the ball. I don't know why he took the ball. Like, just let him shoot the, his shots. That's my thing. Let him shoot. Um, and then Giannis was like, they they had the ladder up because they were taking the camera off the off the the backboard of the hoop. And so he pushed the ladder eventually, and it it, it fell. But the Sixers. I played the game on Saturday and they were trying to change the court because it was a different court from the day from Friday's game. They were using their city edition the next game. So they changed the city court and he pushed the ladder. The ladder fell. It got caught on camera. Everybody lost their shit. My, my side of it is why couldn't you let him shoot? Yeah. He had two more to make. Is it really going to kill you to let him shoot too? I mean, they were already practicing on the, they were already like getting shots up on the other side of the court, I think. Just let the man make his shots. Like, I, I get you're just trying to go home. He's the away team. Like, you're not supposed to cater to the away team. But Giannis is a good dude. Why can't, like, just let him shoot two free throws? That's all you needed to do. It shouldn't have gotten this, this serious. I don't know. It, uh... And that's not a popular take by Sixers fans, but and that's why I haven't mentioned it much because I don't know too, too, too much into it, but like, I listened to Richard Jefferson say something about it and he played so I listened to him more than a fan. Um, totally agree with me. This is Mamba mentality if another guy does it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I think uh, people are just I would have let Giannis do it. I don't care. Giannis is a good dude. I don't see why they had to make a fuss about it. They just made it worse that way. I I think both sides were in the wrong. Giannis shouldn't have pushed the ladder. We should have just let him take his shots. I I mean, he wasn't being disrespectful about it either. Like, just let him take his shots. It's not that difficult. Well, somebody's going, oh, my God. Wow. 
Wow, I need to take a nap after this. Wow. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I lost my train of thought. I, whatever I was about to, whatever you last said, Kyle, I agree with it. I lost my <laughs> And I mean, I give six, I give Philly fans a lot of slack, of course, being one. And I tend to take their side a lot because a lot of it's valid. I don't know. I feel like a lot of, like, this is just coming from a Twitter perspective, I, I guess, because I've seen a lot of Twitter opinions. Right. Uh, but I think it, it, it just got out of hand. For both sides, like I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle on this one. Like, I'm perfectly like right in the middle of the opinion because I'll. I agree with you. Like, I agree. Why did you have to take the ball away? Why couldn't you let him shoot? Like, I don't know. Apparently, he was supposed to ask. I don't know if that's a rule or not. Um. So, like, like I said, I'm not a hundred percent. Like, I'm not a, I don't work there, and I don't, so that's why I'm, I'm not, I don't care as much as other people do. It's not that big of a deal. No, I agree. I agree. But we do have one more to talk about. We got MLB. Was there anything that really happened this week, though? Like, MLB-wise? Nothing that you like. <sighs> Literally nothing that you know. The Yankees re-signed Isaiah kind of Falefa and judges in San Francisco. So I I literally nothing that you like. I wanna I wanna throw up. That's what I feel about that. Yeah, We're gonna let the best player in recent years, probably one of the best players we've ever had, walk out and not pay him enough, but we're gonna re-sign IKF. Right, exactly. But the Phillies extended, or they extended uh, Dave Dombrowski for three years, president of baseball operations, which... That's good. Fantastic. I love Dombrowski. He, um, he's great. I, I've loved what he's done, and it's super difficult to keep the same front... Like we said before, like earlier in this episode, like it's difficult to keep the same roster and especially the same front office... We've kept literally every single person at the major league level yeah. from this World Series run. Yeah. And we're going to guys... have close to the same roster with more improvements at shortstop. We're going to get Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, or Dansby Swanson. One of those four, guaranteed. And we're going to get some pitching. Guys so... are set... You guys are setting yourselves up for uh, an incredible – just an incredible, uh, an incredible run in the next couple of years. I miss you... baseball, dude. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I miss going to all the games. Um, Wish I had gone to more games. Yeah, Cody Bellinger got non-tendered. Expectedly. Yeah. Because that happened last week. It, it happened. It, he got non-tendered. It was expected. Um, and the Angels traded for Gio Rochella and Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro happened last night. That's a problem with California time. <laughs> I, I guess that's a good pickup. I guess that's a good pickup. It's a very good pickup. Um, Brewers fans were pissed. I'll be interested to see what happens. They got rid of their best hitter. so And they traded Hater, but they keep Yelich. Well, that's their that's their own fault there. I mean, Yelich has kind of fallen off, if we're being honest. The way I see bit. it, the, the Brewers have basically just said, you know, screw it. That's 
we had our we had our time and eh, I think it's time we uh, change things up. Yeah. Which, all right. I I, I guess if you guys uh, I guess if that's what you guys want, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. stop you. All right. But, so um, yeah, to finish off, we're gonna do some Thanksgiving trivia to end, to end the episode. Uh, I got this from being on the Fired Up podcast last week. It was really funny because Mike did the one chip challenge and it was hysterical. Now I, I I may have seen some of these, but I don't remember them. So I I you promise think you don't remember. I only remember one. Which one? Something about Philadelphia. Damn it! Okay. I don't know which one it was in. Go you ahead. Don't remember which one? Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. Okay. So that should be. What good. town canceled Thanksgiving because they couldn't make pumpkin pies? What the hell? <laughs> um, I know. I know. <laughs> Texas? No, not even close. What state doesn't know how to make pumpkin pie? You give up? Go ahead. Go ahead. What is it? Colchester, Connecticut. Where's Colchester, Connecticut? Connecticut. <laughs> what, what's the story behind this? Why no did they? I didn't look into it. I just know it's a. Tr- I just know it's a thing. Well, I'm um, looking into it. Wait, hang on a second. Why did Colchester? Wait a minute. No, that's not. They don't have anybody no notable from this town. All right, never mind. Go ahead. All right. Uh, what city is home to the oldest Thanksgiving parade? This one is the one I saw. Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. Did it start off as a Mummer's Day parade? I'm just curious. I think so. Probably. Probably. I've never understood the Mummer's Day Parade. I think it looks cool and sometimes frightening, but I, I don't know. Whenever I think it. of Mummer's, I think of Jason Kelsey. Um, whenever I think of Mummer's, I think of Jason Kelsey. Ah. I get you. <laughs> I do too. How many feathers does a turkey have? This is for Mike. I know he's not watching right now, but uh, he, he answered this one pretty funny because he he was he, the, the chip was killing him, and he just gave an answer, and it was really funny. Uh, hundred four. Not even close. Mike said eight, so you're better than Mike. Why did he say eight? Because Even he I was, know. He was into the chips. He was into the chip, and, and I don't know. Mike's Mike's weird. He said eight feathers. Oh, uh, one thousand something. Close five to six thousand. Five to six thousand. I didn't. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Thanksgiving turkey mix-up inspired what popular meal trend? Lobster for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know. Frozen TV dinners. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, I don't know, but frozen TV dinner. All right, then. What world record was set at a turkey trot in 2011? Final I know this. Most people dressed up as cartoon turkeys. How do you know this one? I, I saw it. You suck. I'm sorry. I, I we were. Look at the I, was, I was working on the notes, and it was there. And I, I, I didn't know what it was at first. And I realized, it's at the oh. bottom of the screen. I know. I scrolled down to the bottom to check Labels to make sure I had gotten everything. Trivia. It's right underneath where we put Goober of the Week. I was checking to see where it was. By the way, Goober of the Week is for Zach Wilson. I don't think we clarified that, but 
Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, Thanksgiving yeah. trivia. I hope you have a good Thanksgiving anyway. And I hope everyone listening at home has a good Thanksgiving. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the Beer Better Sports Podcast. Remember, if you guys want to follow us and keep in touch, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. For now, Instagram and Twitch at BB Sports underscore pod. You can interact with us live on Facebook or YouTube. And uh, if you head over to the link on our Twitter page, you can get all of our merch. We have uh, comfortable shirts and sweatshirts, very nice quality uh, for you guys there. Uh, I wore one of them while drunkenly walking through freezing temperatures at a uh, birthday party and uh, didn't realize it was cold until uh, the next morning. Amazingly. That's how nice and warm they are. Product tested. (laughs) There you go. Jesus. Happy Thanksgiving. See you all next week. We'll see you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Weird. (laughs) Don't complain.